This is the Book of Mormon for you. A daily dose of scripture thoughts by us kids to help us develop a love for the Book of Mormon to last a lifetime. Hey, 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 hey! All right. Hey, everybody. We have a special show today because I have my first guest that actually has reason to be nervous. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. My name is Colin. I am soon to be part of Shelby's family. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see how it goes. Oh, no, this is the test. If you can pass this, then you can join my family. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Everything's writing on this. Okay. So you had a scripture or something you want to share with me? Yep. So I wanted to share with you guys a really awesome scripture that helped me a lot recently. It's in Third Nephi chapter 1. It's about five years after Samuel had prophesied about the sign about Christ's birth. And this time had passed and, and everyone was kind of looking forward to this day, like, oh, five years later, like, it's about time for the star to come and then we'll all know that Christ has been born. And then like, during this time is when people started to doubt. So it got so bad that the, the people who didn't believe said that, oh, anyone else who believes, you're going to be put to death. And so this was really, really hard for Nephi. And it talks about some of his feelings afterwards and what he did so that he could have an answer. In verse 10, it says, Now it came to pass that when Nephi saw this wickedness of his people, his heart was exceedingly sorrowful. And it came to pass that when he went out and bowed himself down upon the earth and cried mightily to his God in behalf of his people, yea, those who were about to be destroyed because of their faith in the tradition of their fathers. And it came to pass that he cried mightily unto the Lord all that day. And behold, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, Lift up your head, and be of good cheer. For behold, the time is at hand. And on this night shall the sign be given. And on the morrow come I into the world. Awesome. So, Why does this mean something to you? So I love this scripture because it was a huge answer for Nephi. Because he was worried about it. He, he didn't know uh, when the sign was coming, but he knew it was coming. And he needed to be strong in that faith he needed to show to the others who were unbelievers that it's still coming and we need to not doubt and so what he did instead of starting to doubt his faith he decided to cry into the lord yeah so let me ask you this mm -hmm. if sienna gets really hairy like even hairy on her face and on her nose <laughs> and like forehead are you still going to kiss her yes okay okay good good okay back to nephi <laughs> so it seems like the Lord does that a lot where he will take somebody to the very, very end of their faith. The story that comes to mind is when Abraham takes his son all the way up to the top of the mountain to sacrifice him. And it's not until he's like tied up and got the knife in his hand that the Lord's like, okay, you're good. Never mind. Why do you think he does that? I think he does that because he wants us to develop trust in him. He wants us to realize that he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows that through our personal perseverance and, and trust in him, that our faith's going to grow even more than it would have if we had just received maybe an answer right before. Maybe if Abraham, they, they found out, oh, that he wasn't really going to have to sacrifice them. Maybe if they found that out a day earlier, they wouldn't have had that increase of faith and that love for God and, and for each other even. Yeah. Well, and I think also the Lord knows us and our faith, but sometimes we don't. And so sometimes he lets us go really far down that road 
to show ourselves because now Abraham knows how much faith Abraham has and how obedient he is. The Lord already knew that Abraham would do that because he knew his heart and the Lord knew that he was sending Jesus Christ the day after Nephi prayed and prayed and prayed, but maybe the timing worked out that way so that Nephi knew that his faith would last till the last possible second. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so here's something else about Nephi. Just kidding, it's about you. Some people go into a marriage thinking that the person they're gonna marry could be perfect with just the little tweaks and you know, they'll change over time. But I have to tell you something. Sienna is never getting taller. <laughs> she's done. She has grown. No, no yeah. you don't mean that. No, for real. She's five feet tall and you are what, six two? Oh boy. That discrepancy will always be there. Oh, so no. I don't know if you thought you're going into this thinking you could change her. You should just love her the way she is now. I do. Love her right as she is. <laughs> <laughs> She is so cute. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. Here's a question. You believe that Nephi received revelation about when the Lord was going to come? Yes. Did you receive revelation in your own life as to whether you should serve mission, if you should marry my daughter, any of those things? Have you had an instance where it was really powerful and you knew it was from the Lord? Yes. I think probably one of the most powerful answers that I've gotten, and it was definitely like Nephi's experience, is I was feeling very sad and very, um, I guess, attacked by the, the adversary on my decision whether I, should I serve a mission or not. And I was doing everything, getting everything ready, like my mission papers and whatnot. And just lots of things came up just to block lots of temptations, lots of problems, Lots of ways that the enemy could have and was using to try to convince me that it wasn't the right thing, that it wasn't the right decision to go on a mission. And one day I was very overwhelmed and, and anxious and, and stressed about it. And I just felt completely attacked. And I went to the temple in Rexburg, Idaho, and I borrowed my friend's car so I could sit in the parking lot and just look at the temple by myself. And I went and I just had an, an open conversation with my Heavenly Father, just talking out loud, looking at the temple and just trying to imagine what he was like. I just felt so clearly his peace and, and his will that he had for me, the great things that he had in mind um, with me. And I felt that going on a mission was going to bless my life in so many ways and, and grow my testimony like it definitely did. And I knew without a doubt that it was the right thing to do. And I was going to have to still continue to face the opposition, but that it was the right thing to do. And so many blessings I've seen in my life because of my mission. Um, so many amazing people that I got to meet, including your daughter. It was just all part of God's plan. And I can see that now. It took me up to the last minute, being in despair and being in, in sorrow and maybe even having some doubts, but going straight to the Lord at the temple that day, completely completely changed everything. That's so cool. And you know, some things I love about that experience you had is like that you were still filling out your papers and you were still doing all those things, even though you were having those worries and whatever. I think sometimes when people start doubting or worrying, they just stop doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing. They stop reading the scriptures. They stop saying their prayers. They stop everything 
but because you kept doing it, even though you weren't sure the Lord was able to let you know that it was right. Yeah. That's really cool. Why do you think that you had to go to the temple and sit and look at the temple to get your answer and that you didn't get it all those nights praying by your bed? I think it just took something extra just to show my trust in, in God. And I took a lot of time to do it, even like Enos did, like he prayed the entire day. And I kind of thought to myself, like, how willing is anyone these days? Like when we have everything on demand, you can watch your favorite show in five seconds. You can watch any YouTube channel, find out anything on the internet. How rare is it for someone to take an entire day to find and search for an answer? And how many people are willing to do that? And I just wanted to have like a portion of that experience of just maybe it would take a couple hours. I was ready to just pray and, and get everything out all my thoughts and all my feelings and just be completely open with Heavenly Father. And, and I was praying for, I think, over an hour. And that's when I could feel that peace. I just needed to show God that I was working for it. I was ready for it. I wanted it more than anything. I wanted it more than going out and hanging out with my friends, eating a pizza that night. I'd wanted it more than that. Right. And I think another reason, maybe, this is just my thought, but the Holy Ghost brings things to our remembrance when we need it. And I think sometimes we have those really powerful experiences in places that we're not often because it makes it a more memorable thing. So you having the picture of that temple in your memory associated with that feeling, you know, I've had experiences in my life where I've been somewhere else and had overwhelming spiritual experiences. And the place also helps me remember what happened. Yeah, definitely. It's just like making it extra special, you know, finding a, a peaceful place for you. Maybe you get so used to your room and, and it, maybe it's so easy for you to just want to go to sleep already. You know, if you're kneeling by your bed and like I'm tired, it's, I'm not going to pray here for a long time. Yeah. But we, you know, go out of our way to find a special place to us or a place that has meaning, maybe a special park or under a tree. Yeah, like but, Joseph Smith. He didn't just pray in his bed or beside his bed. He picked out a place ahead of time and went out into the woods to get his answer. Yeah, that's true. And, and had an amazing experience. Some of those times where I've had those experiences happen in the woods, like at girls camp or whatever, when you separate and go into your own special place and read the scriptures and do those things, I get answers and they're good memories for me because they have all that other stuff attached to them. Definitely, yeah. And like in Joseph Smith's example, God and Jesus Christ couldn't have just came into his living room with everyone there. You know, he had to prepare a place, a reverent place. And Joseph Smith had that impression to go um, into the woods. So kids, when you've got something that you need to know, even if it's just to know if Heavenly Father is real or if the Book of Mormon's true or any of those things, maybe it's a good idea to find a secret cool place that you can go and ask those questions and it might take a while, like it did for Colin, but you can get an amazing answer just by putting some extra effort out there, like he did. Definitely, yeah. Well, my jury is back, and they have a verdict, and you can join my family. <gasps> you mean it? Yep, you can. You've done the podcast. That was the final quest. Quest? Yes. Awesome. No, I do love you so much, and I'm so excited to have you in my family. 
so excited to be in the family. I love all of you guys, and I look forward to getting to know everyone even better and spending lots more Shark Weeks together. First and second book, 75, Jacob, Venus, Jeremiah, Nine Words of Mormon, and Mosiah, singing this is so fun. Alma, Helam, and Third, Fourth, Nephi, Mormon, Ether, and Moroni, learn the teachings of the prophets in the Book of Mormon. Hey, 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 hey!